Welcome to a special episode of Bono Stuff. We're doing an encore episode in that Stephen Horney, and that's right, that's how you say his name. He is joining us to promote a program he is doing. You got to listen into the episode all about this awesome offering he is putting out there for personal trainers and physical therapists. It's a pretty useful episode. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to listen. He's always a joy to chat with, and I hope we have another one coming up with him soon. Hopefully, you guys get a lot out of it, at least 1% better, and uh, you're able to attend his course, either live in person in New York or online. That's what I'm going to do. See you there. I don't think they're going to do that. And don't, don't, don't copyright us. Bo knows this, and Bo knows that. But Bo knows Steve. Bo can't rap. What up? All right. Uh, we're joined live here by Steve Horny. Uh, What's up, beautiful people? You can say horny. That's right. That's the proper pronunciation, folks. It's it's not horny. It's not horny. It's <laughs> like, exactly no way. how you want it to no be. No way. It's horny. <laughs> uh, he's joining us from New York City. What what? Where are you? What institution of higher learning are you in? Uh, I'm at NYU. I'm at NYU's physical therapy department right now. So, very nice. Awesome. As you can see clearly. <laughs> I look at so many x-rays here. It's, yeah, it's all, like, all the time. All the they time. Turn uh, for those not familiar, Colorado, we can uh, order imaging. And that's, that's, that's making its way around. Uh, can you do like low-level NSAIDs or no? Do what now? Like low-level NSAIDs? Like non-steroidal uh, Yeah, I know what an NSAID is. Yeah, I, just, I didn't hear you say it. Uh, oh, we got we got two, uh, two, two quick quotes real quick. Jake, you know Jake? Uh, Jake, Jake Bowley? Bowley? Jake Bowling. What up, Jake? Uh, that fit friend, go check out his YouTube uh, Dude, channel where he it, uh, he puts a lot of work into it, and he's uh, always reviewing shoes. If you're a shoe person, check out so the shoe helpful. review. He also has a very nice uh, physique, so he always shows that off. So, oh, and, so and, and and there's those Lexi healers, man. You cannot top them. They're just freaking Hunger Games, folks, every day. <laughs> um, so I wanted to yeah. jump on this because you have a course coming up. And for anyone following along, this is for, I'll, I'll let you talk about it, but I'm just going to queue it up uh, and I'm going to mute myself because Lexi's in the back barking, if you can't hear that. Uh, but I'm going to queue it up to say uh, it's coming up over four weekends, the Foundations of Health, and it's specifically for uh, personal trainers, healthcare professionals, and I'm going to uh, go silence my dog and turn it over to you, my friend. Yeah, I'm just going to talk to myself for a while. So... This course is, and I was just talking to Bo before, and so I'll give you kind of the snippets of what it is. I think it's equally, without diluting at all, equally helpful for anyone who's in fitness, strength coach, personal trainer, CSCS, uh, kettlebell coach, whatever it is. I think it's equally helpful for those people as it is for a clinician. And the main thing, I'm one of the OGs. I've been working, I, I was one of the original gym-based physical therapist. And so I've been in a gym every day for the last 10 years. And you see a lot. You see a lot of people come through. You see a lot of good. You see some bad, just like anywhere. But I, I feel like from working with those trainers, these are the methods that I've taught them to try and help them answer the question, why are you doing what you're doing? And I know that sounds like a very basic question, but I think it's something that sometimes can get lost or maybe is the differentiating factor between those that take a more science-based approach and those that tend to train people the way that they've had success training. And, and a lot of trainers are kind of like Ferraris. And I think it's really helpful. 
to help them learn how to drive a Toyota Corolla. And there's nothing wrong with Toyota Corollas. My grandma's car was the best car ever. But I do think that having an understanding of how to assess and address physical impairments, and when I say physical impairments, I mean a lack of strength or a lack of range of motion, how to be able to look for those, be a good detective, find those, and then make custom corrective exercise programs for those folks, I think is something that hasn't become commonplace. And I'd like to be part of that becoming commonplace. Now, on the other side, for the physical therapist, I think that our business model is really rough on us. Almost if you're just looking at rehab, meaning uh, when pain stops, rehab stops, which is unfortunately, as far as the insurance model and how a lot of people work, it's a terrible business model because the better you are at your job, the quicker that person is gone. And I think that we, me, you, Bo, really every physical therapist out there has the scientific basis to be able to help people not just get better, but get them better than they were before. And I feel really strongly that we are perhaps the best equipped folks. And Bo, I want your opinion on this. I feel like the biggest problem in the world right now is people having obesity. And I feel like, and not putting doctors down, but you see a doctor one hour a year, I think most people do, maybe that. And that was actually kind of generous. I'm not putting doctors down, but like in general, maybe you spend 30, 30 minutes to an hour with your doctor. Physical therapists are good at building relationships, gaining trust. And I think that in general, we're better coaches because we have more time and we can titrate out that information a little bit better. There's nothing worse than seeing your doctor who's just like, yeah, do all this stuff. And then that's it. I'll see you in a year. And I expect all of it to be done. I feel like because a lot of us have coaching backgrounds, we're good at saying, well, here's the thing that I want you to work on this week. And so from the business model standpoint, I think helping PTs really use the knowledge they already have in their in their head and synthesize it to help them really be good strength coaches. And when I say strength coach, that doesn't mean that everyone's going to have to be barbell deadlifting and doing cleans. I, I mean, really helping people with one of the best metrics of health, which is strength. And so those are the two things. And then this part of the course for the next two weekends, so it's March 12th, 13th, and then June 11th and 12th, which is part two of it, also gives the foundations of health, which is something that you and I talk about. So that's really doing a nice deep dive into diet, digestion, sleep, stress, exercise, ergonomics, breathing, and connection. So that's what you're really going to walk out with being really comfortable with those. And then also really like use on Monday. Here is the physical functional assessment that I use on every single one of my patients in PT school. And then I'm going to throw this back to you, but PT school, I felt like we learned a lot of manual muscle testing and a lot of special tests for specific pathology, but we didn't learn good functional testing. How long can you hold a, a side plank? How much hip rotation do you have in each side when you're sitting in a shin box? How, how long can you stand on one leg with your eyes open and with your eyes closed? All of those things and a, a wall angel, all of those tests that we kind of like almost do here and there, I think I've come to a pretty efficient and effective way to package it so you can bust out in 20 minutes a good functional physical assessment. But what do you think? <laughs> 
a lot a lot of uh, thinking to do there. You just uh, went on for about six and a half minutes. I wasn't counting or anything, but uh, <laughs> I one hundred percent obviously. Uh, you know, I had you on here and and I, I got your email promoting this course, and I was like, I love it. Um, I wish I could be there in person uh, for sure. And you know, I asked him if if there's a way we can we can get the experience virtually, but there are components of the in person thing. But uh, you do have it accessible for those uh, who can't make it in person. Yes. And you're going to Absolutely. record some of it. So at yeah, the end of the day. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just saying it's good. Like it, the advantage to that is I know you have a lot of telehealth folks. Like it's not bad for you to have to coach someone through this medium, unfortunately. So as much as it might not be as beneficial in some ways, it may be more applicable for you. Right. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting uh, to, to go about it that way. So that, that was the impetus of jumping back on here. Anyone wants to go back and check out our, I think we've only had two episodes, maybe three. I, f I forget now. Uh, yep. Losing count. It's, it's been, and this is episode 81, I believe, of my, my podcast. Getting there, getting getting close to that hundred. Um, so what do I think? Yeah. Thank you for uh, it, 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 that way. Um, so Coming back to it, yeah, to what you were saying, 100%, there's a lot of uh, lip service to bridging the gap between rehab and performance, um, and, and it, it is, it can be simple, um, and there's just so much scarcity, scope of practice. Um, I've recently played with changing my title. I've been, you know, I, I share this very openly that I, I, I spend $100,000 getting my doctorate in physical therapy, and like, I almost don't want to be called a physical therapist uh for those reasons we had a call recently uh off air but but we talked about this concept and you know i'm, I'm playing with different terms like long-term health coach and physical retirement specialist because at the end of the day yeah I, I feel like what what i'm trying to provide uh and somebody reflected this back to me of like can't you can't physical therapists do the things you're talking about i'm like yes we can um and personal trainers can do the things we're talking about um, and, and there are state laws and scopes of practice and all sorts of fun stuff there. So, um, yeah, I just want to echo the fact that, you know, I, I obviously uh, I, I'm 100 percent aligned with your mission. I use slightly different language. I talk about the five pillars of health instead of the eight foundations of health. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, it, this is amazing that we can be getting this out to more folks, uh, you know, if, if and, and, and hence why I wanted to do this. And so if Jake wants to jump in there, you know, he, he's, he's, uh, in the personal training online space. Uh, we had Kenton commenting and again, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a bit of a meathead we'll call him. Uh, so I'm sure he could benefit from it. He doesn't work with clients necessarily, but, uh, you know, he's someone that, that, that can benefit from these concepts. And at the end of the day, for me, the big thing that I want to add in that I've been reflecting on again about my practice is uh, my goal is to empower the patient. And, and like you're talking about, uh, it's a different model. Yeah, we get that. Sometimes we, if you're good at what you do, you're getting them better too quickly uh, for the insurance model. So, so at the end of the day, I say, hey, why don't we spend six months together and we're going to check in daily pretty much. And we're going to build these habits with environment, gut health, uh, food, things, hydration, all these different things. And at this end of the six months, what the, my, my major claim I'm making here is I think you're going to know more than 95% of fitness and healthcare professionals about what you need after working with me i'm deputizing you to say oh like i i now understand what all my whoop data is telling me i now understand uh what this cholesterol thing is so you know that's my goal and and i'm still trying to package it as nicely as you've packaged it and applause to you there uh but yeah so so i'm definitely on board with 
with what you're talking about if if that was your throwback to me yeah and i would like again i'm gonna publicly we said this off the air but I'm, I'm gonna publicly ask you i like you as doctor of physical therapy bo you're exactly what a physical therapist can and should be and if you walk away then there's less of us folks who are in physical therapy um who are doing what needs to be done. And and right. the more that we saturate with people like yourself and myself, I think slowly that Titanic sized boat starts to turn around. And then people do start to think of physical therapists as people that they go to, to get stronger and more fit. And, and that doesn't, there's nothing about vanity. It's everything about health. The most important and most highly regarded and recurring in the data metrics for how long and how well you're going to live. VO2 max, lower body strength, grip strength, which is always like the funny is like causative, correlative, doesn't make a difference. It's in there. And it's just really, again, for me with, with, I think everyone got a little knocked off their axis with COVID but I think it also centered a lot of people. And, and I feel like there's no better time for us as physical therapists to, to kind of take up this cause of helping people be preventatively healthier. And really what people need to do, again, you, you said diet. It's really tough to help people with their diet from a doctor's standpoint and just say like, oh, here's a handout because that's what it ends up being. And it ends up being too much. And, and as coaches, again, we can say, you know, you might want a, someone to give a trial to an elimination diet. I, I, okay, I feel like I need to say this outright is I don't ever want anyone to feel bad about their body at all. And I understand why there's so much pushback to people feeling like, uh, like diet, dieting should be considered a bad word. I'll kind of look from the other side a little bit and just saying that I think if it can be framed in the appropriate context that this is for your health, that this is not for your vanity, I think that it does have a place. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to do an elimination diet, but there are certain people who I think would benefit from finding out whether the foods that are going into their body are helping or hurting them. And, and I don't know a better way. I, I look forward to the day when mm -hmm. there's a blood test that says you should have strawberries, blueberries. I want to. I want, I want to jump in there because I've been in this uh, identity crisis that I'm going through. Uh, yeah. one, of, one of the paths and CrossFit recently uh, is an organization that I've, I've, I've enjoyed being a, somewhat of a part of and doing their certifications as a supplement to my uh, understanding of the human body. So recently, uh, based on their change in, in ownership and all those stories for anyone not familiar, we can go down that path another time. They've shifted and they've aligned with this company called wild health and so they're doing a crossfit health coaching uh whatever leg of of the company and they're basing it around genomics so that's where i wanted to throw it back to you and i know you've you've, you've looked in the space i have my opinions and i'm happy to share them but i want to ask you how do you feel about the current science of genomics being able to tell us yeah you should avoid strawberries or coconut or more fat focused and, and, you know, so I don't know how, how deep you've do gone into that. And if you haven't, that's all good. Yeah, n none at all. Uh, once I reached the barrier, which is a very common test, those food sensitivity tests and 
coming to the conclusion that an elimination diet trial again trial yeah. two weeks three weeks nothing too crazy is more effective at actually helping you understand what you should or shouldn't be putting into your mouth and then from following the genomic research in general and knowing that maybe it it still has a, a ways to go and i'm not i don't think i'm saying anything that's like appalling or would be i would get hate mail for it. i how I, how dare you more or less just stopped trying to answer that question but you probably dug deep what have you landed on i've landed on we still got work to do and and the, I, I don't think the research is there um i've spoken with a few folks who utilize versions of it and 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 that's the thing i think that it comes back to maybe correlating it with let's let's test this out and maybe we do have this blood work or data that shows us you know x uh, and, and the same thing with food sensitivity testing. I think there's there's a long way to go there. And a lot of the companies, there might be, you might pick 10 companies if you Google it and try to do food sensitivity testing. And maybe nine of those companies are, first of all, you might get different results day to day is what I understand. Uh, second of all, you might get 10 different results if you go to 10 different companies. Uh, so yeah. th I, I just, I, that's my impression of it. Uh, sure. That's That's as far as I've gone in the research. I've spoken with a few folks who utilize this from functional medicine practitioners. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, trying to understand how they're coming at it is, is yeah, let's try these elimination things. Let's do this testing. Uh, if it doesn't cost too much, uh, you know, where is it useful? If it's $300 to get a full workup and it gives us some data and you have $300 to spend, great. If you're only willing to spend $300 of, uh, you know, to do a consult with me, uh, then I, I, I'm not going to send you for additional testing. Uh, you know, I'd rather you do three hundred. you know, when it comes to you have a $2,000 budget to work on your health, let's figure out the best use of that money is I don't think genomics, food sensitivity testing are those things. And I am 100% with you. Uh, the book you recommended, the Michael Ruscio, Healthy Gut, Healthy You, um, it, it, things like that of let's sit here. And, and I, I wish and if there's an app developer out there who wants to work on this, uh, an N equals one, I, I'm, I'm going to share my you know, concept uh, of N equals one of, cool, you're going to start eliminating dairy for the next 30 days. What are we paying attention to? When you reintroduce dairy, how much are you reintroducing? Uh, and, and, and how much, what are, again, what are we looking at? Is it your poop? Is it your phlegm? Is it your infl infl inflamed feeling? Yes, skin, uh, health, all these different things. So I know you and I can geek out on this and we have you, I think we, we should defer folks to our, our previous episode. Yeah, sure. But 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 yeah, so I, I, that did trigger that thought in me. And 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 to your point about me, uh, folks like me uh, staying in the physical therapy space and, and keeping that title, uh, you know, I, I've also recently I'll share with you. And, and again, for, for the for this here is is the American Physical Therapy Association, APTA. And, and, and I'm going to put you on the spot. Are you a member? Are you are, are you involved? Yeah, in yeah, I am a member of the APTA. Yeah. And do, do you get involved? Do you go to the meetings, any of that stuff? I, I pay my annual Dues. fee like uh, very quite regularly. And then I kind of leave it at that right or wrong. That's okay. And, and there's no judgments here. And again, like I'm saying, I'm, I'm kind of navigating that space. I was very involved as a student, um, 2005 to 2008. Uh, I was, I was on the, the, the national student assembly board, uh, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Phantom, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone uh, here listens to Tig Notaro has a, two podcasts. Uh, but one of them with uh, Cheryl Hines from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. 
and they always, braggadocious alert, braggadocious alert. <laughs> um, and, and they'll always kind of, you know, joke about that. And, and that's definitely one of those situations. But um, at the end of the day, you know, after I graduated and I, I kind of saw I'm, I'm going on a very different trajectory than most physical therapists. And, and I, I don't really want to be involved in this fight for, you know, Medicare cuts and insurance reimbursement. Um, I want to move as far away from that world as possible. But is there a place for us to, to kind of, you know, like you're saying, stay involved and, and, and have a way to change that that language? Again, here in Colorado, I, I you know, I was like, I didn't even know this coming here. I kind of heard versions of this. But yeah, I can order I can order imaging. I can order blood work. Um, there's a lot of freedoms that are allowed to our profession, which is insane uh, when you really think about it, because we have the same and I can dry needle which in New York and California, uh, physical therapists cannot dry needle, but we are the most equipped to do all these things. Um, and a lot of physical therapists I speak to either don't have the time or are scared of talking about nutrition. And that is well within our, and, and the APTA speaks about that uh, on their on their homepage or one of their main pages of, we should be addressing nutrition. Um, and, and from what I, and I've been in physical therapy study groups or journal clubs uh, where folks are like, I don't, I don't touch that. And I'm like, well, like how much are we doing a disservice to, to the profession and to our patients? Um, and you know, at what point does it become malpractice when you're recovering from an ACL, you're going to recover, like you're going to follow the protocol, but to not say, Hey, why don't you try this much water and this much protein? And you're going to recover 25% faster. I don't know if there's a single study or, or a litany of studies that's going to, you know, show that in ACL with, you know, 25 year old or, or, or 52 year olds, uh, whatever it is. So how do we apply that? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, but <laughs> that's, that, that's my little rant on that. And, and in terms of the APTA, I'm, 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 I'm dancing with them now here in Colorado. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to get maybe, and like I talked to one or two of the people and I'm like, especially because here there, there, we've gotten so much, uh, they, they, they've done so much for the profession here. Um, and, and in the state now that like when I was in California, New York, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, feel the need like I don't think it's going to make a difference here in Colorado I feel like we we've got all these things and it, it's I think there is enough of like a precipice or or call to action of saying like I want to make sure we keep these things because I spoke to folks in New York and it was it was private practice owners and, and folks in similar situations and they're like and like you're saying yeah maybe it's beneficial to pay the dues um, but then I see the APTA spend I, I can't even imagine if it was half a million dollars or a million dollars to have an ad in Times Square and, and maybe it's because they were a nonprofit. Maybe they got a cut or whatever. But I'm like, this is what we're putting out there. And of course, what the, the images that we're putting out there to promote the physical therapy profession are not what you and I do, are not pushing health forward. And, may, and, and it's continuing to push us into that rehab model only when you have surgery, only when you have a significant injury. And we're still the fifth provider, preferred provider for low back pain, uh, uh, you know, in, in many studies. Like, so anyway. Stuff like, have you not seen that data? No, that's pretty nuts, though. Yeah, it was it was uh, chiropractors, obviously, massage therapists, acupuncturists. Uh, acupuncture might have been fourth or whatever, and then uh, like primary care physicians. So, or, or and you know, if you go to the ER and things like that. And so, uh, one one of the former presidents of the Colorado Physical Therapy Association here, uh, Rebecca Griffiths, I'll shout her out. Uh, she she works in an ER. And, and again, most people don't even realize like, oh, what's a physical therapist doing in the emergency room? And when you come in with a musculoskeletal condition, we are the experts in that. So I think we do a terrible job as a profession. That's one of the things that I'm like, I ha- we have this skill set, but that term 
means to most people, physical therapy means I'm recovering from a surgery. I'm getting hot packs, stim, a light TheraBand, maybe a little hands-on massage, and that's it. And 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 usually they're they're super nice and personable, and we can tell anecdotes or we could talk about you know the Colorado avalanche or whatever. Um, but but yeah, it's it's something that. And the other one I'll bring up real quick since we're we're we're, we're ranting about the profession is uh, how how do we get portrayed in in media? You know, uh, it's it, it it hasn't been good. There's not a lot of great. Uh, portrayals and that's not necessarily a profession's fault but at the same time you know there, there's some uh you know reality to uh what's the term reality uh imitating life life imitating reality or or uh something like that so i think i messed up the, the title but i'm gonna throw it back to you yeah i'll take the optimistic view on this one well i feel like we're on a P pti you know like you're gonna just take one yeah. and i'll take even though we probably have a little more central views yeah. but i i feel and i said this earlier I feel like I was one of the early gym-based physical therapists, partially because technology allowed it. So Square, remember that thing that you used to like slide your card through on someone else's phone? Uh -huh, uh -huh. That had just been invented when I started my own business. Google had just enough free stuff that I could run everything off of my phone and off of Google. So I didn't have to pay a front desk. I didn't have to pay for a phone line to be able to run a credit card and pay the monthly processing fee. Once those barriers of entry dropped down, you started to see, and again, I feel like I walked through that door first, a lot of PTs living in the gym space. And I feel like that would have to happen first before the portrayal is again, gonna be that slow turning boat. So I feel like the melding of the strength, and you said this before, and, and I'll throw it back to the course because I think that that's like very important, but I really want to help PTs use all of this information that we learn. We learned so much anatomy and phys and exercise phys and just, oh, I think that we're, we understand the risk reward better than just about anyone else, but we don't learn how to take someone who's in front of us and start them today and say, okay, this session is going to be 80% rehab or corrective. And it's going to be like 20% just regular general strength and conditioning. And even if that 20% is getting them on the assault bike and having them do a 5, 10, 15 calorie ride, taking them and saying, okay, I'm looking at this person and I know that I have a shoulder that's painful right here. And I need to calm that shoulder down. But I know that they weren't born with a bunk shoulder. I know that their middle back and their abdominal stability and their hips are their big low-hanging fruit as far as physical impairments. And again, when I say physical impairments, you and I are absolute experts in finding and addressing physical impairments. And there's no reason that you and I can't teach everyone to do that. We just are lucky that we had to years and years study this. So finding reduced range of motion, finding reduced strength, and helping them build a program, helping that PT build, or so helping that PT build a program, so, or having that PT make programs to help that person with a shoulder pain is something that needs to be done. And I feel like you and I probably do very similar stuff. If you look in, at an hour of what you do, I'm going to tell you exactly what I do in an hour. I have them break a sweat. Then I hit them with correctives. 
And that correctives can be releases, it could be hands-on, it could be stretching, it could be getting muscles that are a little underperforming, bringing them up. Then throw that all to the side, hit their core 360 degrees. For me, that means your trunk flexors, extensors, rotators, side benders, your hip flexors, extensors, abductors, adductors, external rotators, internal rotators, and the ability to stabilize the scap and shoulder anterior and the scap and shoulder posterior. I'm hitting that. And then I'm going into the major movement pattern. I'm doing work sets. And that can either be your squat, hinge, lunge, push, pull, locomotion, rotation. It can be those including some strength speed or some speed strength work. But it doesn't really look any, that format. And again, break a sweat, correctives, core 360. And then for me, it's my eight foundations of exercise. You know, your, your work sets. That should really be the format throughout. Like when, if you have a patient who's even coming in with a, with a rough shoulder, wouldn't you always want to try and make them a little bit more mobile and strong in, in a micro sense and then work to a macro sense with them? Like, would you approach things particularly differently? No, I, I don't think so. I think like you're saying, we, we, probably speak slightly, use slightly different words or language, like again, eight versus five or whatever. But yeah, I, I'm 100% I'm with you. And one thing again, I, that I've been trying to come up with is I know there's like healthcare 2.0 or 3.0 now. Um, I, I don't know that there's a fitness 2.0. Um, and that's something I feel like, again, my company is FitCare uh, that, that I chose as the name. And it's if you care about your fitness, you can avoid healthcare. And so my goal is that prevention is that and, and, and it's that definition, I think that's what we're talking about here is that same, uh, if we move people into these, these skill sets of fitness, uh, yeah, like you're saying, like the shoulder's gonna take care of itself. We can, any, any, any monkey, pardon, you know, I, I might get some flack for that one, but yeah, it's it, 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 any machine and AI, and that's the danger here is, is gonna be able to fix shoulder pain. Uh, it doesn't take a lot. And, 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 and a lot of people are looking just to get out of shoulder pain right now because i have shoulder pain um and that that's again my debate my, my my thing and like in terms of in business it's like who are we marketing to uh you know i like the concept of like i'm gonna market to whoever loves me and whoever like appreciates what i say and 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 that's who i want to like bring in and and i'm gonna put out what i put out and whoever comes in that's who's coming in and i'm just gonna be authentic i'm not gonna say like I'm only targeting 42 year old guys who, you know, want to have a six pack or whatever the thing is. So yeah, at the end of the day, I, I do think we're on the same page with a lot of that stuff. And I appreciate that. And, and, and so it's coming back to, um, and I'm working with our mutual friend, Richard Simister, who I've had on recently. And, uh, he's kind of like, you know, he, he just moved to Connecticut and I think he's been dealing with some health stuff. And, 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 uh, ultimately he said, I want to go through your system and, you know, how, and he wants to learn to deadlift better because he, he recognizes he's got he, he's got weird shapes and, and he might very well listen to this. And I think he'll uh, acknowledge that um, he has trap weird bar deadlift. Can we get him doing the trap bar? Yeah, Am he, I the he, only one that like loves? No, the trap no, I, 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 I love it Island here. It's just you and Joel Seedman. Joel Seedman, of course, does like all sorts of weird oh, yeah. stuff with it. But I'm yeah, serious. like I love the trap bar deadlift so much for everybody and this one I, like, yeah. I want to shout it from the highest mountain how much i love and if someone's like having lower back pain being able to easily put it up on blocks and put a stretch strap so that there's more resistance like when they're not coming out of the hole mm -hmm. so i just felt like i needed that documented oh trap bar <laughs> i love you 
so much. Yes, indeed. I uh, thank you for that. And Trap Bar Deadlift will will love you right back. Um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely a major part of of what we're talking about here. And and he has access to that, so that's something we're definitely working on. And but it's still queuing positions, and that's that's kind of that progression. And again, we can we can go down the rabbit holes of uh, all these different progressions. And for me, it's it's yeah. Can you get in the positions? And then can you go through the motion? Uh, right now, we're still working on his positions and making sure he feels the positions. And I think that might take like a month of, of spending time hitting positions, feeling positions, and then adding in the motion and then adding in some speed to it and then adding in some resistance. So, And, and unfortunately, that's not a system that a lot of people want to do. This was my, always my thing when I taught CrossFit classes and I had newbies saying like, hey, if it was up to me, I'd keep you with this PVC pipe broomstick for a month or five months, depending on, on where you're at. Um, so, but the reality of it is people aren't going to stick around for that. And they're going to jump over to, to F45 or whatever. And what do you use, Bo? Cause now I'm asking, you know, he's not there with you. So you're always having to tell out like to answer that question. When you're talking about getting him into the position, hmm. I immediately am like, okay, can he do a wall angel in the eight foundations of movement? What's his ankle mobility and more with a squat than with a deadlift, but like worth looking at. Mm -hmm. And how, how do his hips look through that? So what, what are you using to tease out what's his lowest hanging fruit for the answer to why he can't get into that position all the while? And again, I'm like, I'm almost saying like, that is why I really like my eight foundations of movement because I feel like I would catch that answer with, what i'm teaching so back mm -hmm. to you what, what do you yep. use? uh with him specific so i start everyone with my 21 point movement screen virtually mm, and it's, nice. it's you know he, and we start with breathing so number one let's let's i know you know how to breathe but put one hand on your chest put one hand on your belly and take a few deep breaths in and out yep that's that's the word <laughs> anyone watching uh he's exaggerating the uh or anyone not watching he's exaggerating the chest breath but yeah so we start there we do 21 things and i'm trying to put those pieces together uh, where, where, where are their, uh, deficiencies? And I, I analogize it to a report card and saying like, Hey, your, your, your language skills are not that good based on everything we're looking at. And we do tend to touch on all of the primal movement patterns. One of them being that hinge pattern. So then, uh, we're looking at, at a few, uh, he has a trap bar, he has a kettlebell, he has a barbell. So I looked at each of those and then saying, uh, you know, for a lot of folks too, it's not just, can they get in that position? It's, where do they want to go? Where do they go when they have that load? Uh, so, and he's a relatively experienced athlete. Um, you know, he's in his fifties. He, he, he's played college sports. He's a physical therapist. He does capoeira. He does all these things. He, he's a drum athlete. We can call him that. Um, so at the end of the day, he has these patterns. And, and so it's just seeing it on video and saying, Hey, send me a video of you doing five reps of a trap bar deadlift. And so he, and I can see he's overextending, uh, and, and one of my movement screens is, a uh, put a PVC hinge. So you put the PVC or broomstick on your head, uh, three points of contact head, shoulder blades and tush, and then you do your hinge and, and can we do that? And if you're going too far, if you're not keeping three points of contact, all these things. So I'm putting those pieces together. So I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how deep you want to go into that. Uh, no, that, that's just one. Is Jake still here? I'm just curious. Can you see if anyone? Uh, I, I don't think he is. No. If we love, then I'll talk trash about him behind his back. Okay, maybe he's his new one. But like Jake's a really good example. Freaking ox, right? Absolute yeah. ox. No joke. For, for anyone, anyone uh, who's not familiar with Jake, who commented earlier, uh, I, I think he can deadlift over 500. He can back squat over 400. He was chasing uh, being able to squat 500 and run a mile under five minutes in the same day. Just like. Just picture the fittest person you know, and then make them like 31% fitter. And that's <laughs> it. 
but not like like but not like an absolute monsterish looking thing like you said he's he's like exact i think he's kind of what we would all or you know i wouldn't be upset to right. to be able to perform like that like being able to run a five minute mile and deadlift 500 pounds and, and yeah he was doing the 555 is mm. is crazy but he's a really good example he knows everything i mean cscs masters all the way super super knowledgeable but when we put him into that bridge, bridge squeeze position we noticed that one of his glutes wasn't right working as well as the other and and that's kind of why i want people to consider using a good physical assessment if you have another one fine but something that's standardized and very comprehensive and you just do it to everyone because you're not you don't want to be the person who's just looking in and around that area you need to look at the whole body it needs to be comprehensive you need to find those silent physical impairments because those end up causing huge trouble down the road like when, when pts are like oh i feel like it's a great like what's going on with them they're like oh it's a grade two supraspinatus strain i'm like that's like a detective being like everybody i figured out the house that got robbed you're like that's not the goal of this it's right. figure out who robbed that house like what is happening with this body where that's the wear out point so that's kind of my like big thing is i just want everyone Okay, I want everyone to be able to work one hour on one on one. So for any physical therapists that aren't in that setting, I really hope that if you have your side hustle and you're going and you're working towards it, that eventually you can work to be one hour one on one. Personal trainers are already at one hour one on, so they absolutely have that amount of time. So the first thing is like, do I have enough time? The next thing is getting something you can rip out in like 20 minutes that really goes from head to toe and is going to give you a lot of that low hanging fruit and as important as that is. And for that, I think for, for personal trainers and for everyone in like the strength world, I think once you have that, then the next jump, which is addressing all of the things that you just assessed becomes so much easier, but it has to be the start. And again, to PTs is like, if you start thinking like that, then I think you end up being able to jump into transitioning this person into a more strength coaching role much easier because it's not foreign for them. It's not like you're just rubbing their back for three months and then all of right. a sudden you're like, all right, we're going to deadlift. You want to have it as this like nice, easy yeah. flow and transition. And, and I'll, I'll add to that is when I, when patients or folks that are go, seeking out a physical therapist in person, uh, my number one piece of advice is if they don't have a squat rack in, in there, then you're, or a barbell of some sort, uh, you're probably in the wrong place. Cool. <laughs> you gotta a, trap bar, a trap bar deadlift, of course, yeah. um, which I have in my garage. I, I'll be, you know, uh, but <laughs> One of my favorite things to do as a warm-up uh, when I play around with the trap bar is actually to bring it over my head and I do presses. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do with the trap bar. Um, if you have everyone in the world do, and I'm asking you this, and I'm I, so I'm saying these are my two. I'm going to ask you, can I ask you one question real yeah, quick? Yeah. So if you could have everyone in the world do a trap bar deadlift, you know, be proficient with it sure. and do it, or do rear foot elevated split squat, which one would you choose? Hmm. Mm. And you can like choose your own two, but those are my two that I'm always like. Are you? Are, oh, you're debating between the two. Yeah, which one would you rather have? If everyone was good at trap, and when I say good at, you know, like I don't yeah. know, just say body I, weight. I mean, like, I mean, you know, form, the mobility. Yeah. All that. I don't know how much uh, you followed Mike Boyle uh, oh, and his. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so he's very anti. He's very anti uh, two-legged squat pattern or mm. whatever. So. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to side with him despite some, you know, uh, and I'm going to go with the single, a single leg variation. So if you're giving me the, 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 you have, you're making me choose, 
between yep. the two-legged version and a single-leg version, I do think that the single-leg version has gives us a little bit more creativity. But again, it's, I like that analogy going back to like the school report card. It, 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 it's like saying, hey, you, you've mastered language uh, versus saying like you're really good at or math. Like you're really good at like algebra. You know, you're really good at one thing versus, you know, you're good at like geometry and uh, algebra and uh, trigonom trigonometry or whatever. Uh, so so like to me, the single leg just feels like it's more it's got a wider vocabulary, sure. if you will, and has more translation to to things. But I mean, I, I, you know, you're making me you're making me it's a Sophie's choice, you know, whatever. So say it's total Sophie's choice. Uh, but yeah, if I have to choose, you're putting me on that spot. So coming back to it for a second, though, you, you keep mentioning about incorporating strength. And again, when, when we're in that rehab space and people give, I mentioned lip service to this concept of like bridging the gap between rehab and then performance. Um, I do think it's a, it's a very smooth transition. It's a journey. It's actually kind of the reason I got my tattoo of this oh, journey. Um, and this is the Unilome. And so you, you start with this wide thing and you have this path and then you eventually, it's actually a spiritual journey that you find enlightenment eventually. That's the finish line there. But I equate it to the journey of fitness and, yeah. you know, looking, and that's why I start with these basic patterns. And I always start with breathing. Cause if you, if you can't breathe right, all this other conversation to me is useless. Um, and, and we're doing a breathing challenge at the CrossFit gym that I'm working with right now for the month of March. And, uh, I'd love to share that, you know, uh, and some of the things that come out of that, but, um, you know, uh, that, that's that journey. And, and again, it, it starts to me, it comes back to my concept of, are you competent in all of these things? And then if you are, are you and I confident that we can now move into that? And we're both good. And like, yeah, I think you look good. You feel good about lifting the weight. Now we can build capacity. And most people skip way over all that, uh, as you know. <laughs> and so when, it, when we're in that rehab model uh, that we're talking about, absolutely, I think we, we need to um, figure out how to empower the clinician to and or the consumer you know garage gyms absolutely with covid are springing up and people are on these journeys themselves um and, and there's a lot of gaps in the market i'm, I'm actually again I, i'd love to hear your thoughts on this too have you looked into knees over toes guy at all i get asked about him like every three days yeah, yeah. and 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 the re and and i i do as well and i had my little segment uh wtf aq like what the fact frequently asked questions and so it's, 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 uh, I get, I get asked a lot too. And it, and it comes back to, there's this huge gap. So when so many people are getting attracted to this thing, you know, I, yeah, I think you and I are like, well, what's going on here? Why it's is this vacuum. so popular? That's the thing. Yeah. It's there's a vacuum, no but space, space. Yeah. So, and, and I'm not, I'm not even, I, 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 I would assume from everything I've seen, if, if you have a lack of dorsiflexion, that's your number one physical impairment. That's your dude right there. If you have yeah. chondromalacia, if you, and I, I feel like I say chondromalacia, like chondromalacia doesn't exist. But like, if you have irritation on the back of your patella, that is like it, it, the patella femoral joint, that might not be your dude. But yeah, yeah and even I, I, to, I'll just I'm going to say this real quick, and I'm going to do an episode. I want I'm going to do a whole like episode on yeah. it, and you're you're more than welcome to join me on that and be like, hey, Bo, you're saying too many. You're like, whoa, whoa, take it back, because like I'm I want I want to go. I want to go. I'm, I'm going to just give a little preview of that and basically say, I think 50% of it's substant substantive. Uh, I'm, I'm all for sled drags like you're talking about and, and improving dorsiflexion. Uh, but I think at least 50% of it is, is just marketing. He caught this niche. 
uh, he he's admitted himself. He's kind of learning as he goes. And my big call out, and I'm going to say it here, and I want to say it on that specific episode as well, is he talks about being in uh, trying to improve humanity, and that's what that's the mission he's on. And there are plenty of people who are suffering with knee pain, and the medical system is saying you need to never squat again, you need to never jump, you need to never run, whatever it is. And the, the, the medical system does not offer great solutions other than surgery or pain pills, which is never solving the knee. So my and, and, and again, if you follow his accounts at all, they're very big on we've had two thousand seven hundred and sixty two cases of people getting out of knee pain or whatever. Great. I happen to know at least 10 personally who had gotten worse with his program or, you know, gotten better or worse. And but it, like they're not a success story. So if you really want to help people get better, Ben Patrick, I'm calling you out here. If anyone catches this and puts it out there is uh, and, I'll, and I'll do the other episode with this, too. But I'm, this is the preview of that spoiler alert is if you really want to if you really believe in science and, 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 and you know, I think you understand science. Clearly, you're, you're not you're a smart guy. You've, you've spoken intelligently about these concepts. Put out the failures, put out those cases that did not succeed. That is science. Yeah. That is science. You know, science is a null hypothesis. That's a scientific method you put out. You know, our program does not work that. And, and, and then like from there, you break it down. Like, why didn't it work? That's science. It's not, hey, we happen to luck out and, and, and have 3000 people improve their knees from our program. There's definitely stuff there. Again, 50 percent at least is cool. Like I'm all for these deep range of motion uh, concepts, building it, progressing it, building, you know, I don't love the QL raise. I don't know how you feel about that, but you know, there's stuff in there that, that whatever again, uh, and, and the tibialis anterior is not the most important muscle in the history of the world. Do we need to really isolate it and be training it more than anything else? I, I don't know. We can talk about that. We can get down to the nitty gritty, but at the end of the day, I do think that's where our, our society is. And that's where people are gravitating to. And, and again, like we were talking about, like Jake, this is a good looking dude with a shirt off, dunking basketballs. He said he had seven knee surgeries, very compelling stuff, but yeah. what, what's the science? And, 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 you know, he talks about, Oh, what I'm talking about is going to be in the textbooks 15 years from now. I'm ahead of the curve. Um, and, 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 you know, science is slow, but I don't know that, that we're going to see that. And so again, if, if you're truly on that mission, Ben Patrick, uh, I'm, I'm going to call you out and say like, put out, put out those failures, put out all the failures. Um, and let's try to understand why they're not working. And I think we all have a, a lot of different thoughts around that. We could pontificate here, uh, like PTI, I like that reference there. But uh, yeah. So anyway, that's my my cool. my quick little spiel there. Uh, but episode. I want I want to wrap it back up. Uh, and and again, the dog is very mad at me right now. Uh, she wants to go out and play in the snow. So coming back to it, uh, tell us about your 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 uh, seminar. Uh, yeah. virtually in person, all the details. And, uh, we, we got the dates already. Mar yeah. I'll say March 13th and 14th is the first weekend. 12, 13th. Yeah. 12, 13. Sorry. Yeah, um, no, no and if you could drop a line in whatever show mm -hmm. notes thing, that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And use, if you're not in New York and you can't be there, use promo code online, you'll save a hundred bucks. So it's a little bit more reasonable for you, but yeah, just it, it, when we were talking about, and I'll go back to kind of the beginning, but PT's are great at strength in isolation. We know every EMG study about the external rotator cuff and every glute med study that's been, and we're great at that, but that's isolated strength, functional strength, multi-joint, the way the body actually moves. That's what I think I can help most people. Not, you know, 
I can help you learn. I can give you my 47 cues and you can give me your 89 cues that you have for each lift. I can help you with that. But but packaging it together is something that I think has is well done in a system. And I really like the system that I've created that all sits on top. But like you said, that inflammatory, how, what's your inflammatory response? How are you sleeping? That, that lifestyle that creates that positive physical environment, I think is something that you and I are better equipped to talk about than the average person. And I think it's kind of our duty to help bring other physical therapists up to speed. So that's kind of the physical therapist that would probably benefit break time from this. The one person who wants to transition into a little bit more strength and wants to know how to do it with the least amount of bumps. And then any trainer out there who thinks that they could benefit from assessing more so that they can answer the question, why are you doing what you're doing? And I think everyone should be able, that's science, like you said. Why are you doing what you're doing is the question that we always have to get asked and then always have to answer on any given day. And I think that that is something that is extending into the strength and conditioning world in a good way. And if you want to get there maybe a little bit faster than the average bear, happy to help you with that. And I really think that it makes you then, and not to talk about money, but that's how you kind of lure people in a little bit. Your business is going to change dramatically because you are then that much better than what they can find on Instagram and that much better than what they can find on YouTube because it's a custom corrective exercise program for them. So with all that being said, I hope people end up coming and it's great and we'll all learn together. Like you said, that science, that's how it should be. Um, anything you want to close with after that rant? That was pretty good. I really look forward to your next episode big time. And your beard looks super strong right now. Anyone who's just listening right now is missing out. I appreciate that. I do need to clean it up a little bit. I might have a trim next week, but, uh, going, going skiing this weekend. So we'll, we'll have this all, uh, covered in snow up at crested boot, crested boot. Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, I think you, we, 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 we drove the needle into the, into the coffin. Uh, maybe, I don't know, or, <laughs> or the stake, the, yeah. the stake into the heart of the vampire. I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I think we, 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 we covered it again. I think, uh, uh, this is either our third or fourth episode and we, 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 we get passionate and we get caught up and, and I've had people from previous episodes and I hope the same happens from this one say like, I, I caught that episode and like, I, I didn't know half this stuff and I got fired up and like, that's great. And, and again, let's change when, the game, man. Let's change the game. That's where, that's I'm where with it's you, at. man. I'm with you. And it's just, it's, it's, yeah, we're, we're all stronger together for sure. And, and that's where, again, I get frustrated with the APTA not to open that rabbit hole again, but is, is I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm over there saying this stuff and I don't feel like anyone's saying it back to me. Um, and they're kind of in their own little bubbles and, and that's, and that's, that's fine. And that's a good thing too, but that's its own thing. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about this course. Um, I, I'm planning to be there. So, uh, and, and, and learning more as always from, from this man, uh, Steve Horney, uh, PT, MPT, CS, CS, and, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, so, uh, looking forward to it. We're going to sign off, uh, any, any other, uh, I know there's a website on your shirt. Show them that one. I health yeah, science is a little higher. I health sciences.com. Um, and yeah, hopefully you guys get a lot out of this, get at least 1% better and we'll see you at uh, March 12th. Uh, where, where is it in person? What's the name of the facility? Studio 26 in Chelsea. Great, great space. Yes. So hopefully uh, if you're, if you're anywhere near that area uh, in the New York city Metro area, you can get over there um, and, and attend the course in person, especially if you are in the healthcare fitness space. 
Um, I'm going to hope to get my buddy David Corona, my co-host of my other podcast, A Man Better. He's on the Upper East Side, so love to, to get him down there. I don't think you guys have ever met. Um, so, you know, all about making those connections. So uh, hopefully that'll happen. And uh, we're going to sign off here, guys. Uh, and, yeah, hope to see you at the course. Look out for the show notes, uh, the links to sign up for that down below or something like that. I don't know. I'm